0: The Pelicans' number one priority this offseason has nothing to do with the draft or free agency. It's, spoiler alert, it has to do with Zion Williamson. It's Monday's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go! You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast, covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider Credential Member of the Media, Jake Madison at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with y'all on this Monday, a full week's worth of shows. So whether you are you are a new listener or you've been listening for any period of time or since the beginning, I appreciate you. And if you're one of my every Dayers who listens Monday through Friday. That's awesome. Try and become one of those if you're not. We got a ton of stuff going on here. So I appreciate you all tuning in no matter what. Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Prize Picks. is daily fantasy made easy. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com promo code locked on. So let's get into it. The number one priority for the New Orleans Pelicans. Look, everything revolves around Zion Williamson. Brandon Ingram is a tremendous player. Looked like an all-NBA guy to close the season. I even said Brandon Ingram can win you a playoff series. But if you want to win a title, it's going to be because of Zion. So the Pelicans' number one priority this offseason is getting Zion to stay healthy and be on the court. It starts and it ends there. And the stuff from Skip Bayless plays into this. And we'll get into that in the second segment. But this means a couple of things from the Pelican side. It means they need to at least do a complete evaluation of their organization from top to bottom. Top to bottom. I guess from like David Griffin on down, unless he's going to evaluate himself. I don't think they need massive changes to things. I don't think the front office needs massive changes. I don't think the coaching staff needs tons of changes. You maybe want to see a tweak. And I'm not even sure, and there's no way for any of us to know, if the medical staff, the training staff, right, the support staff, all of that stuff needs a complete overhaul or not. But you need to evaluate it. Stan Van Gundy has openly criticized the team twice now did it once during a broadcast, and then he did a quick little video, I think on a podcast thing that I saw on Twitter, saying that what this team is doing isn't working. Doesn't mean they're bad, but it means it's not working for how few games Zion has played in his career. Just 29 games this season dealing with a hamstring injury. And a hamstring is a tricky injury, certainly, but it seems like something's not working. Something's not working in some capacity, in some Where? You know, the broken foot last year occurred, wasn't while he was with the team, but the inability to get him to play any games last year is truly a disappointing thing. And so maybe they don't need to make any changes, but they need to do a very thorough evaluation. Are there new techniques that their people aren't doing? Are there others they could hire to help with all of this stuff? All of those things need to at least be looked at. Doesn't mean you have to make changes. Doesn't mean we'll actually hear the results of this unless maybe they leak it or something like that, but you at least need to do this. And David Griffin said they were, you know, not happy with the way the season ended with where they were and they get to ask some tough questions. He did seem to shield the medical staff, the training staff, all those, they're kind of just uses one catch all term with medical staff away from a lot of blame and he might very well be right. We'll never know because we're not there. We don't get to see all of this stuff. But your number one goal, if you want to be really competitive, is with Zion on the court. So if there's something you can do a little bit better, you should be doing that. But it also means getting the buy-in of Zion's camp. Making sure you have people in the building that can get that buy-in from him and the people around him, his quote-unquote camp. And that gets into the Skip Bayless thing, which we'll talk about next, because Zion's got to want it for himself. And we'll get into that part in the third segment. It all revolves around him. Everything he and this team want to achieve will be achieved with him out there on the court. And it just simply hasn't happened, right? They can all make changes. They can all say they did new things, but it's leading to very similar results, which means you probably need to try again and do something differently. Really as simple as that. In four years, Zion Williamson has played 114 games, 24 games, 61 games, no games, 29 games. That's not ideal. And he is an otherworldly talent when he plays. This year in those 29 games, 26 points, 7 rebounds, 4.6 assists, while shooting 61% from the field. And 71%, which is career high for him, from the free throw line on almost 9 attempts per game. He was engaged defensively. He was good defensively. And you have him under contract with his extension kicking in for five more years. You need to maximize this because if you don't, it's going to end potentially really poorly. But now he's not making $13.5 million. You can get away with him missing some games because you're losing you know, not as much salary due to missed games. But now when he's going to start costing you $33.5 million next year, 36 the year after that, 38.8 after that, 41.5, and then in the final season, over $44 million. If he plays 29 games when he's making $44 million, that is hurting you big time. This team needs to be doing, and I'm not saying they're not doing this. I want to be very clear on that. But this team needs to be doing maybe more. To make sure that Zion Williamson is out there on the court. And that means getting the buy-in of Zion and his people, which it doesn't seem they truly have right now. Let's talk about that and break that down coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is Brought to you by Prize Picks. You want to kick Kevin Durant to score more than 25 and a half points in this playoff series, Kawhi Leonard to grab more than seven and a half rebounds, you can do it. And I love Prize Picks because it's super easy. You pick two to six players, and if they go score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. And the best part is you're not competing against other people, it's just you versus the projections available. And Prize Picks offers projections on any sport you watch, including the NBA playoffs. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less and they, offer, they also offer safe and fast withdrawals and they're currently operational in over 30 states in Canada. Mm-hmm. Download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code LOCKEDON. If you deposit $100, PrizePix will give you $100. Don't forget, enter promo code LOCKEDON and sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday. No one else comes to you like this completely free, breaking down everything you want to know about this team. And every day or tomorrow on the show, we are going to do a quick little off-season primer. What draft picks do the Pelicans have? What about their own draft pick? What are the chances of it jumping up and landing Wembenyama or Scoot Henderson or Brandon Miller? Could they trade it? Do they have other picks? What about that Lakers pick swap? We'll break that all down for you in tomorrow's episode of Locked on Pelicans. And today we're talking about Zion Williamson and this team. And now this is a frustrating segment to talk about. This is one that is disappointing. I'm going to be perfectly honest. And this goes to one of the shows I did last week. Again, if you're an everyday or you heard it, a lot of people heard this one. A lot of people came up to talk to me at the arena about it. Um, about Zion Williamson and why I was so frustrated we are having this conversation. Because it seems like a lot of this should be settled, should be finished, but it's not for whatever reason. And there's two sides to this. So this is with the Skip Bayless tweets and stuff and what he was saying. I'm going to say this right now. Skip Bayless wasn't wrong. You can hear and see the frustration from Zion's teammates. You heard the frustration from CJ McCollum. You heard some of the like wanting... From some of the other players Garrett Temple, Trey Murphy III as well When they said like, he needs to be more consistent about this He needs to do all of this stuff You know Obviously they want him out there They want him taking the best care of himself as possible And we'll get into more of that in the third segment To be out there on the court To help them win games Because that's how they're all going to achieve the success And that's how they're going to win a title Potentially But that's not the real important part From the Skip Bayless stuff The real important part is that it's his stepfather, Lee Anderson, sounds like he's frustrated again. Whether it's due to the weight clause in his contract, which really to me doesn't matter because they're never going to just waive Zion Williamson. It's not like they pay him less of the $33.5 million. Contracts are guaranteed in the NBA. They might have it where you can waive someone, not pay them the rest of that money, but in what world are the Pelicans just going to straight up cut Zion Williamson to avoid paying him money? That's not going to happen. The second he signed that contract, he's going to get all of it. The weight clause, to me, unless there's some other stuff with it, but we don't know that and that's not what's been reported, I don't think actually matters. So that's what's so stupid about this. His stepfather being frustrated again, which when he signed the extension, you would have thought meant things were settled with this. After the lead up, will he sign it? Will they not? Will they look to trade him? They were never looking to trade him. All of that stuff, you know, it was supposed to be settled I guess it's not. Now, that's not necessarily a fault of the Pelicans organization. It could just be a stubborn camp, people around him, family, whatever you want to call it. It could be the Pelicans are doing things wrong too. But no matter what, if you want Zion Williamson on the court being healthy and playing, you need to get the buy-in of his camp. This whole group needs to get on the same page. We'd heard maybe the camp was going to hold him out from playing. I've heard that too. If they had cleared him, well, actually, let's get into that. Hold on. You know, they all need to get on the same page. We've heard the different stories with Zion saying he was good to do everything, but doesn't feel like Zion. And then Griff a few days later saying he actually wasn't cleared and that Zion misspoke. Get on the same page. If you're going to talk and be open like this, Clearly, there wasn't a conversation had before Zion went and spoke to the media. Otherwise, we wouldn't need a clarification on his own clarification. Clarifications on clarifications are not what we need to be doing here. Just be upfront. It was said, you know, why wasn't that just said front? And why is it like we need to infer? Just be clear if that's what you're going to do, because it just makes everyone look foolish and it shows they're just not on the same age here. So, find a way to connect with him and his people, somehow. Maybe they're trying. I'm sure they're not not trying, but clearly it hasn't worked. And you need to do this because you need their buy-in for him to realize what he wants to achieve, and that's only going to happen with him out there on the court. If you want Zion taking care of himself, you need to get through to him and the people around him. Find a way to do it. Hire the people that can do it. I don't know who that is. I don't have these answers. But get those people in there. Is it Teresa Witherspoon, who seems to have his ear in someone he trusts? Find a way to make this happen because if it doesn't, it feels like one of two things will happen. Either Zion requests a trade eventually, or he doesn't reach his full potential and keeps getting injured. And that leads right into the next segment of why you need his buy-in because, look, there's a list of things he needs to be doing more of. We'll get into that in the next segment here. Let's stick with this one just for, for a second longer. You know, not being on the same page and Zion being like, I can do everything. And the team then saying, no, he wasn't cleared. Was he frustrated that he wasn't cleared? Did that put some doubt in his mind? There's so many open Questions from what seemed like a closed matter. And that, it just feels like we are where we were a year ago. You know, you can see in those dunks that he was throwing down in the pregame warmups, right? The windmills, the other things. He wasn't going full speed. And look at the way he looks down when he lands, like kind of concerned about it. There's clearly something still going on there. But how do you help him overcome that? And they have people for that psychologists and other things to kind of help with the mentals on that. But does he trust them? Is he listening to them? Those are all open and valid questions. Questions we're probably not going to get an answer to, but they need to find a better way to connect with him than they are doing because I'm starting to feel a little bit more pessimistic about this situation than I was earlier or really have been all season long. But there is more that he needs to be doing too, and this isn't all on the organization. There's more he needs to be doing. So let's talk about that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Lockdown Pelicans is brought to you by Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious snack but don't want all the sugar and calories, then you need the best tasting protein bar ever, Built. You've got to try this. And if you're like me and you want to make healthier snack choices but you don't want to compromise on taste, Built Bars are the perfect way to go and Built Bar Puffs. Bilt Bars are healthy and taste amazing. You're going to think they're a candy bar. You won't even realize they're good for you. They're all covered in 100% real chocolate which makes them taste great, and they come in delicious flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and cookies and cream. I'm really not sure how they make a protein bar taste like a candy bar, but the macros are great. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. You can go to Built.com and order your favorite flavor, get a box or two of them, but now you can go to your local Walmart or Sam's Club and get your special flavors there as well. Or built.com. So head to the nearest Walmart today, your nearest Sam's Club. You can grab a box of the cookies and cream, double chocolate, coconut puff, or you can go to built.com. You're going to thank me later. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're completely free, available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. If you want to support the channel, number one thing you can do, comment down below on YouTube. We're here, like no one else is, breaking down everything you want to know about this Pelicans team. And today we are talking about Zion Williamson. Tomorrow we're going to give you a little bit of a primer on the draft, what we're looking forward to this offseason. You know, we'll look at some of the cap space that the Pelicans are expected to have and just give you a quick rundown, and then we're diving into the offseason. Play reviews, big games, big moments, all of that. No one else coming to you like this, so if you're an everydayer, there's a lot of great stuff in store for you. But today we're talking about Zion Williamson, the stuff from Skip Bayless and all of that. You know, wherever Skip got that from, and I'm not going to accuse anyone because I have no idea where it came from with him. I don't think he's necessarily wrong on some of that. Like I said, you know, you can very clearly see that some of the players are frustrated with him. And there's a really great example of this when he was doing that interview for Dime Magazine with CJ McCullum, Brandon Ingram, and Zion. And CJ talks about how he stretches to stay healthy and in shape and let his body hold up. And Zion and BI, and we're not focusing on BI here, but he probably needs to take a Less, You know, he's got to learn a lesson here, too. We're kind of laughing about that, being like, oh, this old dude stretches, all of that stuff. Very clearly, CJ is doing something right with the amount of games that he played this year, and Zion can probably take a page out of his book. And it's funny, because late in the season, Zion left the sideline at one point and wasn't there anymore, and I believe on the broadcast, they're like, oh, yeah, he's in the back stretching. They're aware of the perception here. And the perception is turning against Zion Williamson, in my opinion. The people realize he's maybe not taking this nearly as seriously as he should. And that's probably because the people he trusts the most are his camp, the stepfather, all those things. And I don't know if that's right or wrong. I don't know if it's right or wrong to do that or if he should just be hiring third-party people. But it does make you feel a little bit like Lonzo Ball. You know, his career kind of really took off for him when he... I don't want to say cut his dad out of his life, LeVar Ball, but listen to him less. And that wasn't as big of a voice. It also happened when Lonzo had his child and it kind of forced him to grow up, I think. And it was really a good thing for him. And that's when he flourished here in New Orleans before leaving. And then injuries have really been disappointing. And it's just sucks what happened there. You know, maybe Zion needs to consider doing that. Maybe not you know, it's tough when these are the people you trust and they're the people around you, but clearly those are the people probably more so than his agent or anyone else that works with him that he listens to. I don't know whether that's good or bad, but you can see the amount of games that he's missed. You can see that, you know, maybe the conditioning wasn't there. And maybe that's a reason why he wasn't cleared to play basketball, to play five on five and things like that by David Griffin, um, by the medical staff and go through, you know, didn't finish the rehab and all that. We'll get an update probably at some point this offseason of like Zion is cleared for like full activities and all of that. They did that with his foot after last season too. So here's the thing. If we want to avoid a trade request and for everyone to just be happy, Zion needs to be on the court. When he doesn't play, there seem to be issues. When he plays, it's not too bad. Everyone's happy. He's doing well. The team's winning and everything's quiet. And then he doesn't play. And look where we are. You know, I find it interesting because everything, and I'm not accusing him of not wanting to play. I don't think that. I think he loves basketball and loves playing and wants to be out there on the court. I believe that. I know that. And everything he likely wants to achieve, I'm not him, I don't know his true motivations, but if you want to achieve fame, legacy, money, success, accolades, anything around this depends on him playing. Depends on him playing basketball and being out there on the court. If you don't ever play, eventually the endorsements will go away. The NBA contracts dry up. The fame goes away and you're like, oh, you remember that dude? He was a bust. Zion doesn't want that. And he loves the game of basketball. He does. I know that. But does he take it as seriously as he needs to be? I think that's a valid question to ask. And with how many games he's missed and how few games he's played... I'm not sure now he came into training camp in this season in the best shape that we have seen him. He hired a personal trainer. He hired a personal chef and that really did wonders for him. You could see how good he looked. He wasn't out of shape to start the year. He's conditioned. Well, you know, the plain weight without getting into some of the, the nastiness around that, you know, having less weight when you land is only going to be good for your body and let it hold up to all of this. When he pulled the hamstring, Or strain the hamstring. Trust me, it wasn't because he was overweight or anything like that. It's just him playing. But clearly it wasn't healing as well. I had a setback with it. And hamstrings are tricky. But is there more he could be doing? Should he be stretching every single day, multiple times a day? Is there better ways he could take care of his body? Is he investing in all of that? I think it's an open question. I can't say yes or no for certain. But again, look at the number of games played not as high as we'd like it to be. So I think that necessitates a complete overhaul, or at least not overhaul, um, a complete like breakdown review. Like I said, for the Pelicans in the first segment, you got to look at everything. You got to evaluate it all because clearly what you're doing hasn't been working. Is there more you could be doing? Zion needs to do the same thing. The only way he's going to do that, if you get his buy-in, you've got to get his buy-in in someone that he trusts really talking to him about all of this. Because otherwise it feels like he's going to request a trade and just be like, I don't trust this team. They won't play me, all of those things. This is all on him too. This is all on him as well. It's all on everybody. And if you're looking for blame, it's all around. No one comes out of this clean. Except for Teresa Witherspoon. She's awesome. You need him to really understand the importance of everything going on. And maybe at his age, it's tough. You know, if I were... (laughs) 22 years old and have made all of the money that he has made. Yeah. I might not take this nearly as seriously. He's already made 30. Uh, he'll have made 40, $41 million in NBA salary after this season. Plus all of the endorsement money that has got to be. God knows. I have no idea that how much this money this guy has made, but it's probably close to hundred million, if not more. Yeah, I might take it easy too and just kind of go and do my thing and know that when I'm on the court, even if I'm not my best, I'm still real damn good and that's going to prolong my career. But if you want to achieve all of those other things that I said, legacy, the accolades, you're only going to do it by being out there on the court. You don't go down as one of the all-time greats when you're not playing. You don't get to play more basketball in the NBA if you're not playing currently. Those things matter. He needs to realize it, and whether it's fair or not to ask a 22-year-old to act much older than they are, it's time. With this extension kicking in and with the way the team has committed to you, it's time to see him do all of that, the stretching, all of the little Things, The being on the same page as the organization and just deciding I'm going to work with them and we'll all come to an agreement together and find a way to move forward together and then not have these other reports and things come up when the going gets tough. That's how people turn on you. And I think that's what you're going to see a little bit this offseason. And I don't think it's necessarily incorrect because I do think the stepfather is upset. I don't think the players love it either. They're going to say the right thing, but you can see it. You can hear it even if they come out and be like, no, we're not taking shots. We're we're not upset with him. You can tell. You can tell. And that's only going to lead to negative things here, and that's not what anyone wants. So it's time to get Zion Williamson on the basketball court as much as possible through almost any means necessary. Do a complete review of everything going on with the Pelicans and see if there's more that they can do. Find a way to get buy-in from Zion's camp and himself and get him doing the things that he needs to do and work together to get to avoid all those PR mishaps. It's not a great look. It's not a great thing. And it's only going to lead to a greater divide. This is the number one thing the Pelicans must do this offseason. And tomorrow we'll look at other things they can do. Once we find out where the draft pick goes, how much money they have to spend in free agency, that's what we're going to be talking about here on Locked On Pelicans, but that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all so much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with you all tomorrow.